Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 16 of Optimal Living Advice, the podcast where we take any questions you might have about the many struggles of life, and we get them answered for you here on the show. I am your host, certified life coach, Greg Audino. Today, we have a question that was sent in that revolves around this curious common idea in this industry about getting 1% better each day and always growing a little bit. It's an important question to ask, so thank you to the young man who sent it in. Now let's take a look at it. How does someone, especially a student in their 20s or a graduate student like me, get 1% better every day? I've heard this saying about compounding a lot, but couldn't find the steps to put it into action. I meditate daily, have a gratitude journal, and try to exercise at least four to five days a week. But these things tend to keep my growth and performance at a plateau. Can you please suggest some directly applicable tips to become 1% better each day, even if it's in a single area of life? Well, I guess the first question I want to ask you, or better yet, the question you should ask yourself first, is what is better anyway, you know? You have to define that for yourself before you set out on some kind of path to get there. Otherwise, you won't know where you're going. Now, ideally with my clients, and this is not the case with all of them because they all operate differently, we work to get a clear vision of where they want to be in life, and then we create steps based on that vision. And because they all operate differently, they all have different, unique visions. So if you're going to define what better means to you, and this goes for everyone, so listen up, you have to dissect your vision and try to identify what components of it are your own and what components of it are sort of manufactured based on who you're around, what others are doing, and ultimately what you're just filling your brain with on a daily basis. You have to make a vision that's meaningful to you and be aware enough to filter out the things that are more societally induced ideas rather than things that actually matter to you intrinsically. And that begs the question, where did you get these specific habits from? The exercise, the meditation, and the gratitude journal. Now, these are wonderful habits. Don't get me wrong. I indulge in all three of them myself, except I don't write my gratitude down, but, you know, tomatoes, tomatoes. The reason I ask, though, is because they are really, really popular these days. Everyone in self-help talks about them, and it's pretty widely agreed upon that they all provide great benefits. There's a caveat, however which most everyone fails to mention and or realize. And the caveat is that even the most practical of habits like these ones aren't going to serve anyone if they're being done transactionally. So if you're doing these things, these great things, more so because you seek them as a means of improvement or a means of labeling yourself as 1% better after performing them, instead of just doing them because you like them, they're not really going to be of much use to you because you're improving a version of something that's not really you. Does that make sense? Like if you don't care about these things or don't do them at least mostly for the sake of fun and joy, then it's really just time spent pursuing a status more than anything. And I don't know anything about you beyond this question, but it doesn't sound like fun and joy based on how you're wording it. I'm hearing 1%, four to five days a week, plateau. These these calculations, these restrictions, it's so black and white. It sounds like more of a math problem than anything. And it doesn't sound as though you're giving yourself the opportunity to have fun or even, and maybe more importantly, the opportunity to fail. And that just gets you caught in a cycle or a, a hamster wheel, if you will. And that cycle slash hamster wheel is insatiability. 
you know? It seems like you are continuing to add and add and demand more and more of yourself. But in search of what? A life without problems? A status without errors? A future that's always moving up and never going back? These things don't exist. And though you might listen to what I just said, that list, and tell yourself, I know these things don't exist, I couldn't ask for them, ask yourself if your actions are really reflecting that mindset. Because those two can be really hard to align, and it's really easy to not realize it when they aren't aligned. I hope that sentence came out right. Yeah. And after you ask yourself that, then ask yourself, at what point you'll be good enough for yourself? Because I'm getting the impression that that point isn't going to come anytime soon if you keep going down this road. What would it take for you to be okay with yourself outside of all of these growth-based habits? Consider who you'd be without them. What if, for some reason, you couldn't meditate, you couldn't exercise, and you couldn't write in your gratitude journal anymore? Would you still be able to accept yourself? I'm sure a lot of other people would be able to accept you, and I'm also sure that you could still get better each day without these things. These things are wonderful additions to your life, but they aren't you. Now, I'll tell you what I see from an outside perspective, if it helps. I have a very clear image of someone based on four sentences. I have a clear image of someone that is ambitious, driven, diligent, focused, mindful, willing to ask for help, and willing to do whatever it takes. It's understandable that you're being hard on yourself. That's just the natural flip side of such wonderful qualities, the ones I just listed. But these qualities have nothing directly to do with the habits you're focusing on. It has to do with your intentions and the vibe that you're naturally giving off. This sounds to me like someone who has a lot of value as it is beyond the habits. This sounds to me like someone who is already at a high level, probably without having to do too much in the first place, and is getting better on their own without realizing it. That's how I see better. And according to me, you're already getting better. So what I want you to sit and think about is according to whom you are not getting better. Because you might be the only one thinking that. You might be the only one thinking you're not getting better. And if others are thinking that, my bet is that they aren't the people who have a good grasp on growth, realistic expectations, or much compassion for you. What if better is just about accepting yourself more and not being as preoccupied with all of these these mini achievements. That's at least one definition of better for you to chew on, all right? So, look, man, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but I suspect the only way you get 1% better each day is by not worrying so much about trying to be better. This was not intended to be as preachy as it maybe came off as, folks, but <laughs> this like almost regular emphasis of forcing ourselves to constantly get better is dangerous. It's a very backwards part of the industry, in my opinion. So I'm grateful that this question came in and that we got to take what I feel is a healthier look at this whole concept. So I hope you liked it and took something from it. You can send in any of your own questions you'd like advice on by email to advice at oldpodcast.com. That's advice at oldpodcast.com. We're wheeling and dealing episodes right now. So get your questions in and let us help you out. All right? All right. That does it for now, friends. Until next time.